morning and welcome to the Wow to Work podcast, episode three, A Date with Denathrius. I am the Bearded Dude. Welcome back for another round of conversations about World of Warcraft through the eyes of two bearded dudes who play and have been playing for a long time. Some of us over half our lives. Pretty crazy. Um, so, how are you this morning? Doing all right. You know, we, uh, I got in on some heroic rating last night nice. you know i feel feel pretty good about it um personally didn't didn't down anything but made tremendous progress last night nice nice, nice. well it has been a whole week since we recorded our last podcast um what have i been up to this week uh well it was kind of nice i actually got into uh um got a torgast layer done so i was able to upgrade my uh hands to 210 which is nice um i did all of raid finder uh last week level three until they released level four or wing three um so i've done all three of those and then of course when they dropped patch last tuesday and uh opened up wing four um i was able to get in on that and we will talk about that shortly um didn't get a chance to do any mythics. Didn't get a chance to do any kind of real dungeon running. Um, got some covenant stuff done. Although more of that's just building renown at this point, you know, because I grew my quest line almost to renown level 30, which is great. Uh, other than that, um, haven't had a whole lot of time to play. I've been dealing with, uh, you know, tech issues for launching the podcast and getting it all squared away online and stuff like that, family commitments and whatnot. So that's what I've been up to this week. What about you? Uh, you know, I've been basically, I got in on some Mythic Plus this week, uh, low level, which is fine, because uh, one of our Alliance Guild members uh, asked, you know, he's like, hey dude, are, are you able to tank and heal? And I was like, yeah, I can do both. You know, I'll heal if you can find a tank. So that's my preference. He's like, it's Plaguefall too, and it's like, oh man, I hate Plaguefall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wouldn't be bad, but there's a disease debuff yep. that's a ticking damage, and I can't clear it. And if a tank or a person gets enough of this debuff, the ticks are greater than what my hots provide. Oh. So it gets to be an issue when, you know, you've got multiple people and you can't heal them fast enough to overcome the debuff so that's you know for me that's one of the things i hate about like plague fall and theater of pain those kind of places but i did it and surprisingly enough we did an alternate route and i really liked it compared to way most people run it and it was great uh you know and then like i said uh as i touched on it minutes ago got to do heroic uh zaito i think that's that's the boss name so the guild down is, it the, is it the auctioneer that's in there or the yes the, the Zymox. that's the yeah. same um you know the guild they they downed lady dark Vane before nice. i was able to log in and then they they, they got a couple of attempts in on on the guy and then I came in and, you know, it was nice because I am 10 item levels below 
the next person. Wow. But healing wise, I'm I'm right up there with them. Nice. So it's you know it's a great great feeling. The what I have no what I've really focused on this being able to do that is it's all about my cooldown timings and yeah. that just comes back to knowing the fights and knowing when you should and shouldn't you know like there i there are certain events that happened in the fight and i'm just like okay I, this is happening this is when i'm going to use this cooldown yeah. I'm, i played around with it after a few attempts and i've kind of got it dialed in so i'm pretty stoked about that that also comes back to knowing your class and knowing your tune versus just overgearing yourself. There's, you know, that fine line of, yes, gear will get you to a certain level, but if you can't or don't know your tune or haven't learned the rotation or haven't learned your cooldown sequence, it becomes an issue because while you might be, again, 10 points gear level above the rest of the group, if you're barely maintaining or a little below those that are undergeared, there's a problem in, in your play style and learning your tune the rest of life. So that's something we have talked about now twice about, you know, learn the mechanics of your particular tune of your particular class. Cause as you can hear with my other bearded dude friend here, you know, gear will only get you so far. And if he's 10 points below the rest of the raid and keeping up with the rest of the healers, that says a lot more about playing and play style than it does gear level. Right. Yeah. And that's a lot of thing people, struggle to understand that yes you have the gear level but if you don't have the experience and the knowledge and the understanding of the class you just can't compete right absolutely absolutely so uh any patch news um for me personally i didn't see anything that is a direct issue for me um i haven't noticed any issues play-wise Although, again, I have not had a, um, a lot of time in the seat this week um, due to other commitments and so forth. But so far, it seems like uh, play style is still good. Things are still good. Uh, when I ran Torghast, you know, and got my, my Soul Ash, didn't seem like an issue. In fact, now that I've gotten my eye level up to 188, it's a lot easier to get through Torghast than it was the last time I ran through it. So that's always nice, too. Um, I was able to get some upgrades through the... Um, the weekly quest doing the bosses in in raid and doing some pvp actually did some pvp for the first time in a long time and um, nice. yeah i was able to get a couple of upgrades which was sweet and then i also got enough uh um anima in the reservoir to upgrade my um items from my faction so that was or my covenant so that was really cool too nice yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to actually hopping in this week <sighs> on doing some of the dungeons because a lot of there's a lot of nerfs that went out dungeon wise yep with this recent patch yep like 20 percent nerfs i was seeing yeah and which is great but this week's uh effects for mythic plus are are not favorable i haven't looked to see what they are but you know some of the guys are talking about how man like it's gonna be a rough week for mythic plus Ugh. yeah um so i i'm willing to bet you probably got something like tyrannical and bolster going um, on you know those and probably i don't know i'm shooting in the dark 
don't if I'm wrong, don't play me. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's also a teaming week. Oh boy. Yeah. So just by the way people were talking, you know, like I said, I haven't sat down and looked at what the effects are this week to know like, oh man, you know, I'm definitely avoiding these dungeons because of, you know, this mechanic or these fights. Right. So that that's <clears throat> something I, I'm looking forward to, you know, figuring out for the weekend if I have the time. Yep. I know that feeling too. We've got some plans this weekend. I know that Sunday we're supposed to get together and go do something as both our families are getting together for that. And then Saturday is supposed to be a, I got to prep for Sunday. So it's going to be interesting to see if I get a, a lot of time this weekend or not. Um, all right. So Raid Finder Week 4, Sire Denathrius. I was uh, excited to see this drop. I was happy for this, uh, primarily because I don't make it to the raid times for the guild, um, unfortunately, due to my home life schedule. Uh, you know, usually I get home from work and have to cook dinner and get the house in order. You know, with eight kids, it's kind of rough to uh, try to figure anything out outside of getting home from work and not blowing up. <clears throat> but... Um, I was able to pop into a raid finder group that uh, so the last wing of raid finder is just Denathrius. There's no um, mobs or anything. You're basically on the platform where you kill the stone generals and then you walk in the door and you're there at Sire Denathrius. And it was a really cool fight. It's a lot of interesting mechanics. Um, you know, you've got Remoria, which is the sword that he carries with him and which acts as a secondary kind of add at some point in the fight um it was a lot of fun to, to learn that fight and see it firsthand i watched dark mech and i watched a couple other videos on it uh, went into it first time we wiped mainly because i wasn't moving denathrius at the right time so we were getting caught in the flood of the the red junk on the floor um, but the second time through uh we were able to get him down and uh so yeah I, I was able to get in there and get done with the with the raid be able to do the whole first raid uh, on raid finder and it was cool because like i'm not a huge pet or collector nerd person when it comes to um the extra stuff in world of warcraft i like some of the mounts like i did collect some of the unique mounts uh only because i thought they were really interesting but I, i'm not a big pet dude i'm not a big pet person however uh if you kill denathrius there is the chance that he will drop um little remoria which is a uh, a uh, very small pet version of the sword and um, I got it and I was stoked to get it because I hadn't gotten a pet drop or a mountain drop or anything like that from a raid boss in a long time which was nice um, and then of course everybody's flooding me oh no if you don't want that I'll take it oh I'll trade you a wild token I'll trade you this I'll trade you I'm like no 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 I'm cool I'm cool I'm cool I'll I'll I want it because I haven't gotten a pet drop in a long time um Right, and what's cool about that that pet is uh, it will actually attack uh, when you other uh, like critters and things like that. It's right. supposed to. Yeah, he, yeah, it's in a, it's kind of like a like a like a hunter pet in a very very small sort of way. But yeah, it will do auto attacks a little bit. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so on top of that, the the reward for doing raid finder is twelve hundred and fifty anima, which was great because then I got my weekly anima quest out of the way automatically because I went and turned it in. Um, so it was cool for me to be able to see Denathrius and get through the fight. Nice, yeah, I uh, I haven't had the chance to do that yet. 
uh, I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up on a couple of videos just so I have a basic understanding. I mean, the videos I watch tend to be heroic and mythic oriented. Um, so, but essentially, LFR is just a dumbed down version of that. So once I uh, get through and you know give have an idea of how the fight just goes in general i'll be golden i'll hop in and i'll do my thing and with any luck hopefully i won't have to take it <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad taking again lfr like you said is a simplified version um but it wasn't a huge ordeal to tank i just had to remember uh or see it firsthand being in the fight you know actually seeing the situation where you watch for the tell you watch for the situation where you know, the, the pre-attack the pre -attack to the flood of the old red stuff on the ground, you just have to watch for it because DBM, unfortunately, does not give you a tell. It doesn't yell at you and say, move out of the way. So uh, uh, okay. I had to Good watch to for the, 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 the tell, the pre-attack. And once I saw the pre-attack happening, it's like, okay, time to rotate. Let's go. And once I figured it out, it was pretty straightforward. Okay, that's good to know, you know, watching for the animation. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's an animation of, like, spirits coming out of the floor and popping, like, red bubbles. Okay. So the spirits will shoot out of the floor, and you'll see them burst. And then as soon as the last one is done, it splats all the red stuff over about half the raid floor. So you have to watch for that and then get out of it because it will wipe the raid. Okay. Uh, UI preferences. I, I know we kind of shift gears quick here, so... Um, bearded dude Mike and I had a conversation uh, last week at work about um, going live and actually doing some YouTube videos and recording uh, some events so we could put it up and you guys could actually see our playing and our play style and watch us play and you know if you want to flame us for our play style that's on you I'm, I don't feed trolls I'll just block you and delete you and it's all good because <laughs> uh, I don't have time for that I'm old enough to know better um but uh, in talking uh, about that, I said, you know, well, I'm kind of worried about a copyright strike or something like that uh, because I use a bone stock UI. I am a clicker, number one. So if you don't know what that is, it's a person who clicks all the icons on the screen to, to make your tune do the things it does. Um, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not a button masher on the mouse. I literally hover, click, hover, click, hover, click. It's just the way I learned how to play. It's just the way I play. So I use a fairly bone stock UI I don't use any UI changes except for one called Sexy Map, which makes the map look a little different. Um, as far as other add-ons I use, I use uh, DBM. I've mentioned it before. Huge, huge, huge. There's DBM, and I, I don't know if Bigwigs is even still around. Yes, yes, okay. Bigwigs is the other one that's still around. Perfect. Like, if you plan on raiding, like, you have to have one of those two. Yep. Those are the, the two big ones that are heavily invested. They are... You know, they're the ones everybody use. Yes. And if you don't have it and you're trying to raid, all you're doing is just gimping yourself and gimping the raid. Yep. That's that's a fair point. Uh, you know, we go back to talking about knowing your tune, knowing your play style, and knowing your, you know, having your gear. And I tell you, any advantage you can get, DBM is a huge one. Uh, it yells at you if there's something about to happen. If you're a tank, it tells you when you have to taunt spawn or that you have to move out of something or that you have to cast the defensive. Um, if you're a DPS, it tells you to move out of stuff. It tells you if there's a moment like, for example, the Sludge Fist fight after he hits a pillar where he's dazed for 
six seconds or eight seconds mm -hmm. or whatever it is, it tells you get on him because now is increased damage. Um, for healers, it tells you, you know, uh, big healing going out for this, you know, this is coming up, watch for it. Uh, it's just a super important thing to have um, for raiding and it, it, even for dungeons. And um, going back to the story I told about the Sanguine Depths run, none of the other players who were brand new players, quote unquote, had any kind of modification like that. And I said, hey, you know, maybe you should look into it if you're going to be doing this for a while. If you're casual, great, don't worry about it. But if you're going to be playing even semi-regularly, you might want to think about getting something like that just for, just for, to help you be a better dungeon player and a better uh, raider if you're going to go into LFR. Right, because right? uh, having timers yes. in a fight is very important. Like, I know a lot of people will just you know, put the blinders on and just focus on their tune and that's it. Right. And they don't see anything else. Right. Like me, I have to look at the timers because for me, that's how I can time when I should use my bigger cooldowns. Right. Because I can see, okay, this ability is going to hit in like five seconds. So I need to do whatever. If I'm going to put, you know, my mushroom down on the ground, I'm going to throw it on the ground and then I'm going to be prepared to pop, you know, big cooldown or, whatever it is, or if the tank's going to take this massive hit, I know I need to put on iron bark, right. Uh, you know, to help ease that, that moment. Yep. Um, you know, I, myself personally, I, I use a crap ton of add-ons I have used since the beginning. I've used CT mod Titan panel, um, Healbot. What are some other ones? I I, you, I started out with X Pearl for overall UI, but then when that died, I switched over to Z Pearl, which was picked up by one of the. So from my understanding, X Pearl was done by one guy, and then he had an, an, an assistant developer, I guess, and then that guy picked it up and, uh, you know picked it up and pretty much copied it, with it copied it yeah right and just did his own um somewhere around like bc and wrath i it's been so long i can't remember the exact timing on it but you know i use that as my main gui to modify everything uh you know i've got everything from fishing buddy for when i'm fishing to do the stuff i need if i'm pvping i'm using like gladys um i know last expansion i actually had to set download a second ui uh called shadow frames because for some reason whenever i'd go into arena my gui would not work Interesting. Like, yeah so i had to so if i knew i was going to do arenas i had to disable my x scroll enable shadow frames just so i could have the information i needed interesting um yeah because when your teammates disappear on your screen, their <laughs> portraits, and you can't see what their health at, you know, mana, things like that. Oh, yeah. it, it makes it really hard to, to, you know, be on top of that when you're the healer. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, I, I hear that for sure. You know, Healbot is great. Um, I use, that's my primarily healing, because it's nice to be able to just mouse over and mm -hmm. I click my corresponding button combinations Yep, I used it uh, when I was a druid. When I was healing as a druid, I definitely used Healbot, absolutely. Yeah, I when I originally started healing, I wasn't using it. I was using CT mod. Uh, but the problem I had was, at the time, 
there wasn't an option for it to fade when people got out of range. Oh. And it was very frustrating when you're healing 40 people, right? So you had your main main party, uh-huh. you know, your five. Uh-huh. And then if you weren't actively needing to heal, you helped heal everybody else. Or if it was one of those big AOE fights, you just needed to get everybody up. You just went through and kill what you can. Well, right. it got frustrating because I tried to go heal and then nothing would happen. So I'm wasting five seconds trying to click on click on the person, click on my heel, and nothing happens. Right. So that's when I switched over to heel bot. Made life so much easier for me. Yep. Like if you're gonna heal, like I recommend everybody, if you're gonna heal, use heel bot or voodoo. Voodoo's another great one. I've eyed voodoo off and on. It's kind of the kind of the temptress that that's out there for me. Because <laughs> I like because essentially voodoo is what ct mod was for me in vanilla but it's got the mouse over options and things like that so i've been tempted to help clean up my ui because it's i have a very cluttered ui if you ever see it uh because <laughs> like i said i i've got like 101 add-ons that does you know for everything whereas uh, i'm very simplistic like i said i use dbm i use a rotation helper um actually called max dps um i i don't know if they just took this you know just stole the name from the website that is no longer existent but uh i use max dps i use um uh auctioneer so if you're you know in, in playing the auction house at all or getting into that situation using auctioneer auctionator either one of those is a great one um so other than that, there's just not a lot that I use. I just don't, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I just, I like playing it holistically. Um, I did use Healbot, like I said, when I was healing on my Druid. Um, I have used Gladius when I was big in PvPing. Um, I haven't really re-put those on my machine since uh, BFA even, because in BFA I didn't do much healing or um, PvP. And now for in... And uh, the Shadowlands, I, I probably won't put them on unless I really get into it. But yeah, I don't, I don't do much. Oh yeah, I, I, I love add-ons. I mean, some might go as far as saying I, I'm an add-on whore because I use an add-on for everything. I like, I use bank items, so I know what items are in my gear. If I want to look at the stuff for my alt, I can go, you know slash bi which is bank items brings it up and i can click through and go to my alts i can look at everything that's in their uh void storage everything that's in their region tab just if it's on their gear if it's equipped i can look at it nice uh so it's great when i want to be like okay does does this character like does my hunter have this gun or do i want to sell it and i can go through and be like oh look he doesn't this is something he wants. Nice. Um, you know, I just use it for everything. Uh, and there's a new add-on like uh, that I just came across a couple weeks ago. I've been using called Venture Planning, which has been really awesome for my mission tables because I can click the people in, and then I can click the button at the at the bottom left, and it sims it, and it'll tell you. Yes, you will be victorious or no, you'll be defeated. And then 
if it's one of those that has abilities that are conditional, they'll tell you the percentage because there's been a couple of fights where, especially around the adventure. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so it's been nice, you know, knowing that I, I have a chance uh, of, you know, calculating the odds by switching switching to my heroes on the table and or switching their position because I've noticed on some of them that just by switching like a DPS and a healer around slot wise depending on which one it is mm. has had an effect it went from like 20% chance to win to 50-50 chance interesting um, so yeah that's that's some good information uh, there's additional add-ons that recently came out that's been I, I've got a chance to play with one of them and it's called X-Practice. And it's pretty cool. Because uh, the whole purpose of the add-on is so you can practice certain mechanics in the raid. So, for example, I tried the Shriekwing. You know, I hit did my slash XP. And it opens up its own GUI. You know, so essentially it takes a copy of your character, puts you in, and you use your WASD. You move around like you would in WoW. And you just practice the mechanics. And it shows Shriekwing going through in the pillars and everything going on. It's pretty cool. Um, you want to pause that? I'll continue on. Uh, yeah, so we are going to, again, take a break as it is our... We have arrived at our place of employment for the day. So we're going to come back on the way home and uh, hit you up with the rest of the add-ons we use and the rest of our podcast. So stay tuned. For you, it'll be a few seconds. For us, it'll be another eight-hour workday. Take care, and we'll see you after work. All right, so with the, <clears throat> the X-Practice add-on, so it's a pretty nice add-on, uh, so you can practice some of your raid mechanics. For example, like it has Shriekwing, and so when you go like slash XP, right, it brings up its own window with a copy of your character, and you move it around just like you would in WoW. And so it has a... Uh, a you know, a Shriekwing model, and he moves around like you would in the actual instance with the pillars and everything, and he does his ability, and, you know, you get to practice dodging it, and you can set it for heroic or mythic mode, depending on, you know, which one you want to do. Uh, so, yeah, and then there's that, and then, like, there's the Lady Darkbane one, where, you know, you got the orbs that pop up, and you got to practice doing the doing your lines to hit that which might sound easy but i gave it a shot i toyed around with it for a minute and one of the bots didn't make it and i don't know if that was to simulate the bot dying or whatever um, or if it's because it popped up a fourth orb as part one of the mechanics so yeah so it looks uh looks pretty interesting i you know i've toyed around with it for a few minutes but not too much with that and then um let's see and then yeah there's a there's a new add-on that just got spotlighted here recently um it's called torgast uh tour guide i'm looking forward to giving that a try because essentially what it does is it will tell you what mobs are expected on the floor you're at and which ones drop the what anima cells which will be really nice. That could be a huge help for those of us running Torghast weekly 
and needing to, you know, kind of fine tune how you're going to go through the instance. Because if you don't know what's coming up animal wise, you know, it, it could be a pig and a poke. It could be, oh, yay, those three choices really suck, but I've got to pick one in order to continue. Um, right. Or it could be that one that pops up because some animal cells only give one option. And it's the, hey, you can't jump anymore, but you can do 10% more damage. Well, if you get to the end boss where, you know, you have to jump to get around mechanics and you can't jump anymore, you've just screwed yourself pretty bad. Oh, right. If they put on those little leeches things uh, and you got to jump to remove them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> not fun. Not fun. Yeah. Or the ones that... Hey, you can in, you increase the damage you take, but you also increase the damage you deal out. Like, eh, not a fair trade-off in a lot of lot of instances. Right, right. Yeah, usually the those those give and take uh, animas, you're gonna do fifteen percent more damage, but you're gonna take ten percent more physical damage, or you're gonna take twenty uh, percent more magic damage. Are I mean, the trade-off really is kind of terrible. Because you're going to run into both physical damage dealers and magic damage dealers. And unless you know exactly how your character reacts to that or how your tune reacts to that, you pick one and you hope for the best. Or maybe you get to a point where both mobs are dealing both magic and physical damage to you. And you can pretty much take the magic damage one, but you can't take the physical damage one. You get screwed either way, and it's not right. fun. Right, right. Yeah. Now, basically, yeah, basically the add-ons, I think I've already touched on this, but... Just a quick recap, I use DBM, Auctioneer, Auctionator, depending on which, you know, one I'm on. I don't remember which one I have installed right now, one of the two. Um, Max DPS for my rotation, and Sexy Map for my, uh, change my map interface. Other than that, I'm pretty much bone stock. I don't do a whole lot of changing of the actual um, interface or anything like that. Again, I'm a clicker, so I gotta have my interface look pretty standardized so I can get my clicking underway. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you know, like I said, I have a million and one add-ons, and, you know, with my play style, I do, I have an, all of the above, like, yeah, some of my things I click, some of them I just press my buttons, and others are just mouse over and clicking with mouse, so it's, you know, it all depends on what I'm doing at the time, like, if I'm tanking, nine times out of ten, I'm just, you know, hitting my three, four, five. Right. You know, because that's all I need to worry about. And then I hit, I just keep the mouse hovered over my iron bar or iron fur and just click on it when I'm tanking. And it's really all I have to do. Right. Yeah, right. Because a lot of them, I just stand there and I just take the beating. Yep. That's the same with my brewmaster. You know, there's three attacks that we use on the regular basis. We throw our keg, we hit them with tiger palm, we do the whirlwind kick. And when the cooldown is up, you do your leg sweep, your blackout kick. That's really about it. I don't use any other attacks than that as a tank. So three of those, I got to hit my, you know, my bruise whenever I need to, my mitigation stuff, which you have on your druid with the iron fur or whatever other mitigation right. spells you have. And that's it. So that's why tanking's kind of easy, quote unquote, easy air quotes, because it's really a couple of buttons. Right. So it doesn't take a whole lot to be a tank. You just got to be able to generate threat and keep the threat on you as opposed to on your uh, on your party so um noob corner so this is our section we want to continually focus on for new players or players that have taken a hiatus and then come back after a long time uh what's new what's different what you should focus on uh last week we talked about 
the importance of learning your tune, learning your tune's abilities, mechanics, and those kinds of things. Um, this week, I think something people, beginners, newer players need to focus on um, is learning a little bit about where you need to go to do certain things, learning the lay of the land. Um, I haven't played a beginning storyline in quite a while, so I know they've changed it pretty drastically from when I started leveling. When I started leveling my characters, uh, my Red Paladin, you know, I leveled first, and I, he started off in Exodar and had to move through Exodar and then Azure Mestile and all those places. Um, now there's a whole different beginning area that you have to navigate through, and most of it is kind of geared towards what we were already talking about, which is learning your your play style of your character. Um, one of my sons is playing a warlock right now, and I was kind of listening to him play, and I noticed that it was more militaristic in the training sessions that he was going through to learn what different spells do what and what the casts are, and then he was running a dungeon to figure out mechanics on that end. So uh, my suggestion is learn the lay of the land. Learn where you start at. What is important about your starting area? Are there things you need to do there or places you need to go in order to further your own character's quest line or further the quest line of the game? Um, but then when you get out of your little bubble, your safety bubble of your first 10 levels or whatever it is, understand that this world is huge. Now that there are different expansions that have done different things, crossed over and crossed back. I mean, there's two or three different versions of Dalaran, you know? So you've got Dalaran from Wrath of the Lich King, you've got Dalaran from Legion, you've got Dalaran from BFA, and you've got to figure out which one you got to go to to do what things. Um, It gets pretty confusing. So learn the, take the time to learn those things, um, especially when you're you're in the process of leveling, because it'll help you navigate easier um, if you have to get to a certain instance that happens to be in Phase Dalaran or happens to be in Phase Stormwind or Phase Orgrimmar, wherever you're starting, whichever faction you choose, kind of figure out where that is. Yes, Google is your friend. You can figure it out in 30 seconds on Google. If that's your personality, go for it. Figure it out. But at least figure it out. Know where right. you got to go, what you got to do. Right. And something I'd like to point out, too, is uh, so, for example, I don't know if it's been fixed. But if you have a full set of heritage gear at a full six pieces, I think it's six, um, you give off a random AOE blast, uh, light, I think it's light radiance, right? Well, if you are near neutral NPCs, and this happened a lot, I guess, in the start of Shadowlands, that a lot of players made a new character, you know, clicked on all their heirloom, equipped all their heirloom items, mm-hmm. right? Because it, and they were questing while that thing would randomly go off in a neutral settlement. Next thing you know, you got all the guards and the town people attacking you. Ooh. Yeah. And then doesn't that turn you, uh, flag you PvP? I don't think it flags you PvP. Oh, okay. Because it's your own faction. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, when you've got a level 57, you know, smacking the snot out of you and you're only level 10. <laughs> right. Well, I, I guess it's less than that now because everybody, everything is so squished. Um, but regardless, you know, that's that's something to keep in mind when you're going through the, like, for example, the new 
starting zone they have. Um, I haven't done it, uh, but yeah, I know that was a big issue. And then also too, if you, there's a point where if that happened on the boat, the boat would disappear. You'd Ooh. be stuck on uh, drowning. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, I think they resolved that issue. But I know at the very start that that was a thing. That sounds like a, a patch issue they should be working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it was. Yeah, there's some weird, like, bug glitch thing going on with that. So yeah, and then um, you know I'd also recommend you know starting out. Don't be afraid to go to a website and download add-on. Use. I'd recommend, you know, of course, Cor Curse Forge. Uh, or Curse, I think it's called now. It's I, called Curse Forge now. Oh, that's right. It was Curse. It was Curse. Now, now it's, it's Curse Forge. Forge. Right. Uh, it was a pretty safe safe web spot site to go get your add-ons. Uh, I use a desktop app called WoW.io to go fetch my add-ons. Um, just because I'm not a fan of Overwolf because I, I love Twitch. I, I love their whole add-on integration when they had Curse Forge um, and then Overwolf took them over and I've used the Overwolf product and it just it's very bloated to me so I never so when they did made the transition I didn't follow them. I, I went to a different platform to get my uh, to get my add-ons right but, yep. uh, um, but anyways you know I would recommend at the very minimum get something like deadly boss mods or bigwigs because if you're going to run with people it's great to start learning how to use those applications in most cases they're set up and there's not much customization you have to do worst case you might have to drag uh figure out the options to go in and drag your bars around to a comfortable spot that's not intrusive on you playing right Yep, that's fair. That's very true. Um, for those new players, you know, add-ons are, are a huge, huge, huge help. And I personally, I do use uh, CurseForge. Um, I get some people don't want to use it. There's other options to use. Like Mike said, you know, there's uh, WoW.io. Um, so there's definitely places you can go to get add-ons um, that are safe, that are reliable, that won't give you a bunch of malware. Um, just do a quick Google search um, of add, WoW add-ons. And again, usually the popular ones like WoW.io and CurseForge will be right there at the top of the screen. So you really shouldn't have to do too much digging to find them. But if you need to find them, again, WoW.io or CurseForge are two really good options for uh, add-ons. Right. And uh, yeah, and another add-on I would highly recommend all players get is some sort of threat meter. Because, especially at the start, because most new tanks aren't going to have much in the way of abilities or spells to help with threat management. And more than once I have seen like a hunter go in and just front load all their shots and then all of a sudden they're taking the app. Yep. Um, so, you know, get a threat meter keep an eye on it know that hey that top bar better be the tank and you don't want to be above it yep you know that's that would be my big big thing right there with the two add-ons like i feel is an absolute must 
And I don't use a threat meter anymore as a tank. Omen was a good one. I used that for a long time. Oh, I um, still use that. It's a great one. Yes. Uh, I don't necessarily, like I said, I don't use it anymore. I just use the, I watch the threat on the, the stock interface and you can see whatever you're targeting will have a percentage of threat on it. And I just watch that make sure I've got 150 or more percent threat or, you know, sometimes thousands and thousands of percentage of threat. But I just watch those. And if anything loses, I go and click on that particular, you know, uh, enemy and I just taunt it or I'll throw my keg at it or whatever uh, to get some more threat generated on it. Um, the only time I have threat issues nowadays is when I run mythics with some of our guildmates who are highly overgeared compared to me and can push out so much DPS that I, I struggle to keep uh, to keep them uh, to keep threat from them. But other than that, it's it's pretty easy now. But Mike's absolutely right. When you're a newer tank or you think you're going to be a tank and you're playing with a hunter that's just going to go in and, you know, blow his load right there on the first friggin' shot and then they're tanking the ad and you've got nothing, it's hard to get the ads back sometimes. Right. And, you know, my, my attitude is if you, you pull it, you tank it. That's me like, too. <laughs> I've said that more than once in instances. Look, I'm, I'm pretty laid back, but if you're going to try to rush me through then you're going to take that threat, and I'm not going to do anything to stop you. Right. Especially when it's a multi-add multi, multi -add pool. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can only taunt one target. They, uh, I don't know if Brewmasters have it, but Druids, we don't have an AoE taunt anymore. Nope, Brewmasters do not. We have Provoke, and that's it. And then the Keg Smash, actually, the way it's written does not generate threat, especially with the, the Legendary. The Legendary mm -hmm. does not help it generate threat. It just gives me an additional charge of the Keg Smash. So the only thing I can do to generate multiple threats, like for you, probably swipe. For me, I can cast the, the whirlwind kick. That's about all I've got to hit multiple targets. And if I don't have them threat generated enough, forget about it. Yeah, see, mine for AOE pulls is just swipe thrash, swipe yep. thrash, thrash, thrash puts on your dots and helps with your aggro generation. And then when you mangle it, that really increases the damage. Um, you know, because your your thrash bleed uh, increases your mangle by twenty five percent, I think it is. Right. They've got the debuff, so yeah, that really helps a lot. There at least go. for druids. So. Yep. Uh -huh. All right. So enough about add-ons and new players. We're gonna shift gears and go to our wow meme of the week. And I loved this one <laughs> when I saw it. I freaking died laughing. It was so hilarious. So this one, this one this week. Uh, so this takes place in South Park, and it shows a guy in a superhero cape with gloves and all that, you know, full superhero outfit, and it reads, if you wanted to play all the PC games, you should have never bought World of Warcraft. That is a dang <laughs> silly truth. Right? You get so addicted to WoW, you just don't make time for other games. Like, I can name probably uh, 50 games on my computer, and I probably play them maybe once every three months. Yep. And that's usually because I'm bored and I wanted to change for a day. Yep. And I'm in the same boat. I Outside of the Blizzard games that are on my computer, so Hearthstone, World of Warcraft, um, I don't play Overwatch anymore. I did. I had that on the Xbox. Oh, I love Overwatch. <laughs> outside of the, uh, the Blizzard fanboy stuff that's all over my computer, I think I might have 10 games. Maybe. Yeah. And I don't really ever touch them. Like, you look at my 
my Radeon software. It tells me what games I play and how many frames and all that stuff. I think World of Warcraft by far has hundreds of hours on it. Fallout 76 has like two. Um, Uno has like four. So needless to say, I'm definitely a Blizzard fanboy and I've been playing WoW a long time and I don't really play much else. Right. Like, I, yeah, for me, I used to put a lot of hours into Anthem. Uh, when it came out, even even the beta, I loved the game, but I got to a point where I couldn't progress. Wow. Um, I, quests wouldn't register, mm. uh, and so I just quit playing. Uh, but yeah, and I, you know, I play Overwatch a lot. Basically, if you don't see me in WoW, I'm probably playing Overwatch. Right. Right. You know, just either tearing it up or just losing my losing my stuff and trying not rage at the computer (laughs) so all right well um is there anything else that you feel we need to discuss this week before we head into our weekend i know my plans are to get as much game time as possible which is always my plan for the weekend um doesn't always happen last weekend you know real life got in the way this weekend um, we've got some plans i'm hoping to get a couple of hours in this weekend get my tour gas done get the rest of the raid finder done and get um um some mythics in with the guild hopefully if i can find squeeze in some time this weekend so we'll see how that goes um yeah that's basically where i'm at too i just you know i got some stuff to do you know because we're still remodeling around the house and things like that so i've got that ever looming project over my head eats up a lot of my free time and then you know we've we've got our plans on the weekend or sunday i should say yep uh super bowl's happening i i'm on the fence about whether i'm going to actually try to watch that or not uh given you know i've just my team's not in it so neither is mine i'm i'm yeah i'm i'm kind of whether or not i'm going to watch it is kind of well we're going to be out doing our thing during the day we might be home in time for it to start we might not and if we're not i'm not going to lose any sleep over it right Honestly, if it comes down between the Super Bowl and WoW, WoW's going to win. I'm um, right there. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you know, I, I still got to get try to get some Mythic runs because I really need to push to get a higher eye level so I can push out better numbers in the raid. Yep. Um, you know, with my limited access to, because of the way our raid times are with the guild, it's I'm lacking behind in gear. And so the only, only way I'm going to make that up is going through Mythics. Even though a lot of my best in slot stuff comes out of Raid. Yep. So that's that's going to be a fun like fun little thing to figure out. But Right, because Raid Finder gear is not as good as on-server gear, so you got to figure out a way to get right, through Raid, that. Raid Finder, I, I think I got three pieces uh, in the all drop from Denathrius. Right. And I could take a hidden item level if I wanted to get some of my best in slots, but like, uh, is it really going to be worth it? Like, I, I think kills-wise, it sims lower, but you never know. Yeah, I just, the only reason I'm running the Raid Finder gear, again, if it's on me, it's because it's my best item level. If I if I have something that's better item level, I'm wearing it. I, I'm, I'm That's where I am. And so far, the best in slot stuff that I have um, you know, it has, it comes out of mythic pluses, which is higher item level than raid finder, or it comes out of, you know, on server raids, which I haven't had a chance to do yet. So 
I'm just going to keep collecting what I can collect. I got some stuff from the vault, which is great. I got a 194 trinket from there, which was nice. Um, so hopefully that'll continue to happen. Yep. Cool. Well, I think that's it for today's episode. All right, man. Well, guys, thanks very much for joining us on this adventure of Wild of Work. Uh, episode three, A Date with Denathrius. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys are having fun listening to us babble about WoW while we're on our way to and from work. Um, again, any questions, reach out. We're, we're out on uh, Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, there's a website out there that should be linked to all of that stuff. We're on SoundCloud. Anywhere you can pick up a podcast like that, feel free to go grab it and listen to it. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. If anybody wants to listen to Two Dudes Babble About WoW, here we are. Um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, head over to the website. Fill out something in the forum. We'll get back to you as soon as I can. I'm really religious about checking that daily. So, um, yeah, just hit us up if you have any questions, comments, concerns, and uh, we'll see you all next week. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.